Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I find it disconcerting. There will be an appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur even do? The liberals and conservatives want to play a political game and score points. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You're actually sharing half of the story. Lies, 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 yeah. And it appears Mr. Johnston may have gone for a little nap because he's uh, not uh, broken away from the testimony, which gives us a chance to talk to Mr. Tom Korski, who is a managing editor of Black Locks Reporter. And did we drag you away from it? I totally forgot. I'm like, oh, yeah, did we get Tom on today? I forgot the testimony. He's probably listening to it. Yeah, no, it's not that gripping. You can you can leave it <laughs> for several minutes at a time. And he's still talking about the same thing. He said one interesting thing. He said there's a oh, gap. He said there's a gap yes. in um, in how we deal with foreign interference. And Parliament should really solve that. Isn't that an interesting perspective? I think that's what you're talking about. The Jody guy said, who it? didn't want a public inquiry as sought by Parliament. This is mm-hmm. the problem when the when the narrative becomes convoluted. It 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 get it gets difficult to put all the pieces of the puzzle back together. It was very simple for Parliament, public inquiry, let's get the facts. But he didn't want that. He's in a tough spot. I have no sympathy for him. No, me neither. He put him in this spot. In this spot. Look, he's got to answer the question. I mean, and he's getting drilled on his relationship with the Trudeau family, which apparently was just in passing. But he's got to answer, you know, who are you working for? Who, who gave you this mandate and who are you actually working for? Which is apparently the prime minister. But there's so many things that he's just not going to answer. So clearly the communications company that they've hired, may, maybe they just trained him right this time. Yeah, the publicist no is not doing a good job. But there is this kind of, let's be frank, Alex, this is a weird juxtaposition. On the one hand, you say there's interference by nefarious foreign agents that's so serious we are now kicking them out of the country. We're expelling mm. Chinese diplomats. But on the other hand, we're going to have Mr. Johnson, who's going to be 82 this month, kind of shamble along and have symposiums on foreign interference and give fine speeches. And it doesn't make sense. And there are other people who really are quite serious, knowledgeable, and motivated, have a lot of energy, very high energy people want to get to the bottom of this. But we're supposed to sit around waiting for Dave Johnson. It's frankly strange. It is strange, but, you know, there's a bunch of strange stuff going on with this. I mean, we heard from Jody Thomas the other day who, you know, went on vacation and, oopsie, missed the memo about Michael Chong because, you know, there's some black hole that exists there. And I'm thinking, here's a woman who was the commissioner of the Coast Guard. She's got zero um, national security training. And is it, she's the same woman who advised Mr. Trudeau during the Emergencies Act and gave him his own kind of version of, of national security. I mean, where do they find these people? And, and who believes the official version? That's exactly the case, that she missed the email on a security warning so serious it led to the first expulsion of a diplomat from Canada in five years because she was on holidays. Who believes that? (laughs) Well, 
Apparently, it's not who believes. Like, no one believes it. It's just, what are we going to do about it? Because everyone knows there's lies here. And and how do you get this solved? Jagmeet Singh is not going to make it stop, you know? Sure, but you know the solution. Parliament can take this back in five minutes. They can. That's Jagmeet Singh. That's all you have to do. They're having roll call votes on the budget as we speak. But all you have to do is say, no vote in the next 10 minutes, or we get a public inquiry. And guess what? You're getting a public inquiry. Well, let's talk about that, because what you're referring to is the budget bill that um, for weeks and weeks and weeks, Krista Freeland was, you know, uh, refusing to testify and basically answer questions on the budget bill that she's trying to get passed. And now the reverse is that the conservatives are are filibustering uh, its passage. It will pass. So how then... Uh, like they want the carbon tax taken out, they want like a balanced budget in there. Um, but how can them drag in their feet, you know, expedite anything? Given it will pass, and and Singh will support whatever this government does. Because they want to give cabinet a hard time. It's an omnibus budget bill, and they don't like it, so they're going to introduce 904 amendments, and that's what their electors voted for. I mean, that's why that's why we have opposition parties, and they have an official role, and their role is not to make life easier or more pleasant for cabinet. Their role is to make life as difficult as possible because that's what their electors want. I know that cabinet and government house leader Mark Holland's very upset by that. Finance Minister Freeland had a bunch of choice adjectives yesterday. She's childish, mm. she said. She's adolescent. Well, anyway, <laughs> there you have it because you don't ask Dave Johnson to pass the budget. I know that that's in a fantasy world. You could just have Dave Johnson do it for you. But it gets complicated, you know, democracy and the rest of it. You guys are being really childish. <laughs> Go to the naughty chair. Honestly. Yeah, she wasn't too happy yesterday. Meanwhile, say it isn't so, the Department of Public Safety issuing a false security bulletin confirming apparently that uh, the Freedom Convoy protesters had ransacked, like ransacked federal offices, and except for when you guys got the access to information records. It, no, it was just disinformation. But let's not correct, uh, let's not get the facts in the way of a good story. Government Operations Center, that's right, at the Department of Public Safety. You know what's striking? This is in the first hours of the protest. The first hours of the first day, Alex. And they sent out this bulletin. They shotgunned this email bulletin, and it said exactly what you mentioned, that there were truckers who were marauding through office buildings, federal office buildings in downtown Ottawa, could be causing a lot of damage. This is confirmed. Take security measures, they said. 100% fake news. Absolute disinformation. We asked the Government Operations Center yesterday, who's the genius who confirmed something that never happened? But you know what? They wanted the word out there. And the word was that the protesters were violent anarchists. And if they didn't act like violent anarchists, the feds were going to make it up. And that's what they did. And you know, the, the Freedom Convoy to this day, where's that? That allegation, it doesn't matter how many times you disprove it or point to contrary evidence in internal police memos. They are remembered as the violent demonstrators. Not to mention, I mean, decisions were made on this. I mean, I go back to like the Jody Thomas thing and it's like, you know, is that how she calculated the need for the Emergencies Act was based on stories like this, which clearly they were watching January 6th footage and thought, well, I'll just write up a memo that looks just like that one. <laughs> it didn't happen. It was all, all politics. Absolutely. It had nothing to do with public safety. It was all politics. Just like, guess what? What's going on today has nothing to do with Chinese interference. It's all politics all the time, 100%.
which is why Jagmeet Singh is now asking questions, just like he did with Galen Weston. He's got to get in there. And I'm like, you could make a much bigger statement, Mr. Singh, by just pulling your support. That's all you got to do is vote now, and you get your inquiry. It's that simple. Meanwhile, the Privy Council office in a secret memo, I love these secret memos, COVID vaccine injuries and deaths have the potential to shake public confidence, and so it must be carefully managed with winning communication strategy. There you go. Isn't that something? Federal, it's, well, it's just something. It's like something out of, to, uh, it's like a tobacco company. We need a winning comms strategy, their language, on dealing with vaccine-related deaths and injuries. And you know what strategy they came up with? And it worked. This was picked up by some of their, frankly, their stooges in media. The strategy was downplay the stats and question the data. There are reporters in this town to this day who treat as disinformation the fact that we're vaccine-related injuries and deaths. Can I tell you something? It's a It's accredited by the public health agency. A federal compensation fund has paid out millions of dollars for deaths and injuries related to vaccines. Of course, millions of Canadians took the COVID shot and were fine. But there were tens of thousands of cases of serious adverse effect reports. That's what they called them. Like what? Well, death. There were heart attacks. There were heart inflammations. There were strokes. There were spontaneous abortions. There were serious consequences as there are to every medical procedure and every drug. And what was the Fed's reaction five months in? We need positive messaging. If you did that in a private corporation, you would be paying out the class action settlement right now. That's the government of Canada. That was the Privy Council office. Shocking. Yeah. So where does this one go? Well, wait, nowhere. Well, now we know. So the next time someone says, how can you be so cynical? Why don't you let the government decide what's true? Why don't you let them regulate the Internet and go after disinformation? You should say, oh, yeah, you guys know all about disinformation. That's the takeaway. Yeah, exactly. All right. uh, Mr. Johnston's had his tinkle break, and now you can go back to watch. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk again. Thanks, Tom. That is Tom Korski, and yeah, he's watching all of this uh, as well. I just uh, saw Mr. Singh pop up, and I thought, really? Why are you there? Why are you there, guy? Why are you there? Got to get his question in.